0: Welcome to Coastline Church, seeking renewed faith in Humboldt County by being settled and secure in God's love. To learn more, visit coastlinefoursquare.com.
1: I was telling Linda and the prayer today that I'm so excited because the Lord knew what was going to be happening this week. He's not inside of time, only we are. And I knew what I was going to be uh, sharing from my heart last week. And so in this wonderful turn of events, uh, because I want to look on the positive side, I just thank you, Rob, for yay in a pinch. You did a worship lineup, and that was so cool. I loved it. And also, every song that you, I think three out of four, if not four out of four, they all were like dovetailing right into what the word will be shared today. So it's like you are hearing God giving your part. And you know, First Corinthians 14, 26 says, How is it then, brethren, when you come together, every one of you has a psalm, have the doctrine, half the tongue, half the revelation, half an interpretation. Let everything be done into edifying. And so I just think this is a wonderful beginning of the day for. Uh, being edified and encouraged in the Lord. Um, today, the Lord put really strong on my heart to talk about the blood of Jesus, and I'm not sure. I'm I'm not really sure in all the over 30 years of ministry. Probably, I, I maybe spoke about the blood specifically, maybe once or twice, and it just has been heavy on my heart. There's other people that that. Um, Uh, I've had like either dreams or visions and seeing about the blood of Jesus and ministering. Some of you are here that I have and just just having that uh, overwhelming reality. Um, I don't want us to ever be those people who can just continue on with their life, but they're not. even And they're doing the Christian life without Christ, you know. I never want to see that. And so so today we're going to be uh, focusing on Jesus and his blood sacrifice and how that uh, pertains to us. So most of you know, I think Pastor Steve has even said it as well, is that we want to take note at the first mention of something in the Bible, because usually contained in that verse within its context, it will tell you a lot about uh the word or the principle or what have you and so first we're going to genesis 15 10 this was the first blood sacrifice Uh, i'm going to start with verse 9 so that it's a complete uh sentence or sentences or complete thought starting with verse 9 the lord told him bring me a three-year-old heifer a three-year-old female goat a three-year-old ram a turtle dove and a young pigeon so Abram presented all these to him and killed them. Then he cut each animal down the middle and laid the halves side by side. He did not, however, cut the birds in half. So that was a custom of their time. Even among the pagans, um, they would have variations of such things, but it was very customary to, you know, take, once you kill an animal, cut them in half set inside and then sometimes it was a personal covenant but this was a God covenant and so this is what the Lord was instructing them at that time then we go on to Leviticus 17 where he talks about there, there being no blood then there will be no atonement uh, Leviticus 17 10 and 11 and if any native Israelite or foreigner lives among you eats or drinks blood in any form I will turn against that person and cut him off from the community of your people. For the life of the body is in the blood. Now we come to Genesis 4.10 where we are learning in Genesis 4.10 that the blood actually speaks. Anybody's blood speaks. Not everybody might hear it, but the blood speaks. And this will tie in and dovetail beautifully with Jesus. A little bit later, Genesis 4, 10. But the Lord said, what have you done? Listen, listen, your brother's blood is crying out to me from the ground. Wow. When I I first read that, this wasn't the first time in this past week, but when I first read that, I'm like, oh my gosh, that makes sense now that there's a lot of intercessors that have burdens to pray for the land and they say that the land speaks to them and, you know, I'm an intercessor too, so a lot of people just think you have three heads, like right? you know, you know, don't get too close to her might be catchy, but um, the, the blood actually speaks. So then in Hebrews 12, 24, we see that the blood of Jesus speaks, and it says, You have come to Jesus, the one who mediates the new covenant between God and people, and to the sprinkled blood, which speaks of forgiveness, instead of crying out for vengeance, like the blood of Abel, Abel. And then Hebrews 9, 11, 12, backing up a little bit from the first uh, the previous scripture. So Christ has now become the high priest over all the good things that have come. He has entered that greater, more perfect tabernacle in heaven, which was not made by human hands and is not part of this created world. Some people say in this scripture right here that actually that this was when I Heaven was able to be opened. Up until that time, you know, people went to some like holding place or something. And, and so a lot of people who studied the word, uh, that are able to study the word nine days, seven days a week, um, they say that this scripture proves that point uh, to them really strong. So there's that per- perfect tabernacle in heaven that no human hands have touched. And the blood of Jesus opened up heaven. For us on to verse 12 with his own blood not the blood of goats and calves he entered the most holy place once for all time and secured our redemption forever so let's think let's uh, read that again so christ has now become the high priest over all the good things that have come he has entered that greater more perfect tabernacle in heaven which was not made by human hands and is not part of this created world with his own blood, not the blood of goats and calves. He entered the most holy place once for all time and secured our redemption forever. It's not a question in our our mind. He secured our redemption forever through his holy blood. Uh, In Matthew 26, 27 and 28 um, is one of the scriptures that I use sometimes during communion and all. But the blood, when Jesus is speaking here, is talking about a new covenant that he's going to begin. Here's 27 and 28. And he took a cup of wine and gave thanks to God for it. He gave it to them and said, each of you drink from it, for this is my blood, which confirms the covenant between God and his people. It is poured out as a sacrifice to forgive the sins of many. Hallelujah. So then, through the blood, we have a right relationship with God. We have seen it in the previous scriptures, but here's one that's even more perfect for that particular um, thought. For God presented Jesus as a sacrifice for sin. People are made right with God when they believe that Jesus sacrificed his life, shedding his blood. And now we're invited in through that blood, Ephesians 2.13. Don't forget, verse 11 says, don't forget that you Gentiles used to be outsiders. But now you have been united with Christ Jesus. Once you were far away from God, for sure. But now you have been brought near to him through the blood of Christ. Hallelujah. The blood of Jesus also buys back. First 1 Peter 1:18 1, and 19 says, For you know that God paid a ransom to save you from the empty life you inherited from your ancestors. And it was not paid with mere gold or silver, which lose their value. It was the precious blood of Christ, the sinless, the spotless Lamb of God. In John, we see that we can partake in the blood. Verses 53 and 54, I even included verse 55. I tell you the truth, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you will not know life. If you eat my flesh and drink my blood, then you'll have eternal life and I will raise you up at the end of time. My flesh and blood provide true nourishment. In that in that scripture, also in other parts of scripture, a lot of the people at that time, the crowds, they they had difficulty with these words, and they some of them just totally spurned them on, and they they left Jesus. They say, "We're out of here," you know. You're talking about drinking blood and and uh, what is this cannibals, you know, kind of thing. And so some people uh, could not hear this hard saying. And so they did not continue to walk with Jesus. Christ's blood satisfies holiness and it makes peace in Colossians 1:19 and 20. For God in all his fullness was pleased to live in Christ. And through him, God reconciled everything to himself. He made peace with everything in heaven and on earth by means of Christ's blood on the cross. Here's the one I like, and one of the songs even said uh, something that was real close to this. Christ's blood as a weapon in Revelation 12, 11. And they have defeated him by the blood of the lamb and by their testimony, and they did not love their lives so much that they were afraid to die. Christ's blood is a mighty weapon. I thought, I don't know how well you can see this or not, but I wanted us to be able to appreciate a little bit that we're not in the Old Testament time, that we're in the New Testament time. And in the Old Covenant, everything was about the righteousness of the law. And in the New Covenant, everything is about the righteousness of Christ. And so in the Old Covenant, you have the blood of animals. In the New Covenant, you have the blood of Christ in the old covenant things the uh, laws were written on stone in the righteousness of christ it's now written on, on our hearts the old covenant was really just a shadow everything everything that was done every single thing that was done was a shadow of jesus to come and in the new covenant jesus has come so he is the substance of it now it's not a shadow In the old covenant, it was it was glorious. It had a glory to it, even though it was not designed to remove sin, just cover sin for a year. There was still a glory about it. I mean, think about Moses and when he went up to uh, write those uh, or be with the Lord, and the Ten Commandments were written, and all. When he came down, the glory was so on him that they said, like, please, please put something over that face because it's too bright we, we don't want to see that you know so there was definitely a glory there but with jesus there's a more more glorious place there's a more weighty presence there's a more 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 on this side hallelujah now the old covenant had an end with jesus it has no end with the law of with the law of moses that was the old covenant And now this is law of Messiah or law of Jesus. On the old covenant side, it was all about a law of works. If you couldn't perform, you're fresh out of luck. With Jesus, it's the law of faith. Over here in the old covenant, it's the law of sin and death. And over in the covenant of Jesus, it's law of spirit of life. Amen. With the old covenant, as I read earlier, there was a whole bunch of sacrifices all the time, right? And over here in the new covenant, there is there is one that sacrifices. Period. That's Jesus. He does it. He does it all. Uh, in the old covenant, people uh, the covenant was powerless to actually save a person. But in Jesus's covenant, it's powerful to save us. In the old covenant, it was annual atonement. Like I said. When the priests went in and they put all the blood out there for the people and everything, it did not remove their sins. All it did is it just covered them for a year. I kind of liken this unto like a, say you had a napkin over something, but that something's still there. When you remove the napkin, you're going to know that it's there. And it's the same with, with us, that the sins were still there. They just were covered for a year because the law could not... Could not remove them. But with um, the Lord Jesus, we have an eternal atonement. We can lift anything and we can say it's covered under the blood. It has been removed. It's not anything that if we're smart, we won't let the, the enemy try to trick us into thinking, well, you're you should be condemned because look what you did. Even if it was yesterday. It doesn't matter. Eternal atonement. Um, In the old covenant, we had, of course, the earthly tabernacle. We were talking about some of these scriptures today. In Jesus, it's that heavenly tabernacle. It's that heavenly tabernacle that actually wasn't made with human hands. Jesus himself gives us entrance to heaven. And the old covenant was a ministry of death. But our new covenant, we have a ministry of life. Um, hallelujah hallelujah, that's right in the old covenant it was all about outer form or we could call it flesh and in uh, the new covenant it is the heavenly tabernacle and which is the ministry of life now so again there was a great there was a great glory in that earthly tabernacle even in that Thing that in the New Testament, it's now looked at as the ministry of death. There was a but there still is a glory there. Now over here in Jesus, we have the ministry of life. So we go from outer form to inner reality, in our spirit. We go from that ministry of condemnation. Now we are in a ministry of reconciliation. All of us are ambassadors of Christ if we have him within our hearts and and call him as Lord. To me, that that makes all the difference in the world. It makes all the difference in the world that we have in that in our time. We have a, a God who loves us, who does not want to be separated in our relationship, but wants us to be uh, with him. And even when we come into difficulties and in, in, and even when we come into times where we just don't have any understanding, Some of the things that have happened um, to some of my friends, even in the last seven days, I just like, I don't have any understanding, but I choose to believe that God is good and he will, he will work good out of this. I have no words, but he has the words. I don't have to have the words and I can be confident in that. And so when I'm taking communion today, I'm taking it because um, not only because it's communion Sunday, but it's, it's really having a, a deeper effect even upon my heart and my spirit, my soul. it's having it's having a deeper work there. And last but not least, uh, the Bible says in Revelations that we are a kingdom of priests and kings. And so I want I want uh, to bring your attention to Exodus 29:20 20, and I want you to look at these three items and you might be thinking a little bit later, about a prayer, you might be wanting to pray to the Lord. They, the priest, the high priest, put on the priest um, blood, and then after that, he put on oil. But he put on blood first, and the first one was the tip of the right ear, and the tip of the right ear was to signify that that priest, for that, for his duration of being a priest, that he would hear the words of God, that he would heed the words of God. Second was the thumb of the right hand, thumb of the right hand. And hands are always considered like an extension of your body. So whatever your hands find to do, do with all your might, it's like your actions. So the right thumb had blood put on it. And then later in the ceremony, actually had the anointing oil put on the right um the thumb of the right hand. And then last but not least, the big toe, or some people call it the great toe, of the right foot. The same thing was applied. It was first the blood, then the oil. And and in looking at that, it was more like your, your walk, your daily walk, your journey, your life for us in Christ in there that we just are understanding that It starts and it ends with the blood of Christ that that is living, that's living within us, living within our world, living among our, uh, our various communities. And it speaks and it does so much more. I don't know. I know that I haven't asked anybody specifically, but... Does anybody have a testimony of either the blood of Jesus or just a testimony that would edify the Lord anyway? Because the Bible says that um, the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy, which holds and contains within that word that we can do it again, Jesus, do it again. So if you share a testimony, then by your testimony, you're also saying in your heart, with that testimony, do it again, Jesus. So is there anyone that has anything that they want to share at this time?
0: I'm very much aware that um, we have no clue as to how much and what Jesus's blood has bought for us. And um, I think only when we get to heaven will we really know the vast benefits blessings anointings and it's it's too much to even imagine you know and it's so much more than what we can take in you know we think it's just for salvation oh it's so much more than that Mm -hmm. yeah yeah
1: anybody else patty nice mouth
0: um France gave us a, about a word. And in the process of that word about the blood of Jesus, we started to communicate with him. And um, I see God showing me things, actually showing both of us things, to change our mindset, uh, things that he's doing in the people's lives that we're praying for. And knowing that when we ask God, We're standing on faith and hope that he's taking care of things. Even though we don't see what's going on, it's not always how we perceive it to be done. But we know we have the faith in knowing that he's changing things. But I think one of the biggest things is is the change in us.
1: Isn't that
0: true? Yeah, it is. Just how you see things.
1: He's showing us that. In those private times with with the Lord we honestly can be totally changed we're like new people I, after I had that um, vision or picture well, I'm not sure what it was but there I was I felt great joy but I also felt like undone mm-hmm. for about three days I didn't know like how to act it it was too good it was too much and yet that's the way our Jesus is and that's mm-hmm. Whatever words that I would ever speak would never be enough, thank Jesus, because he's
0: enough with it. Thank you for joining us today at Coastline Church. To find out more information, please visit coastlinefoursquare.com.